So, you're in the digital age, eh? Too cool for the radio, so you've downloaded this. You've actually chosen to listen. Sorry in advance, but here goes. Ellie and Bex. Mm. Uh, now, I got this idea from ScoMo because he's been doing a kids-only podcast where kids send in their questions and he answers them and makes them feel better about life. And, and so, the kids are so cute. Oh, the kids are so cute. But and you so know what? Smart. The kids that sent in those questions, nothing on the kids of the sunny coast. Yes. Because uh, I've gathered many, 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 many questions from kids around the sunny coast uh, to ask you on the radio. Now, you haven't heard these yet, so first no. time you're hearing them. So picture... You are just walking down the street and a kid comes up and says this to you. The first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is stay 1.5 away, mate. <laughs> <That's very laughs> Which kills me because I love children. <laughs> but bring it on. All right, okay, here we go. Question number one comes from Tess. Where do people get material from to make clothes? I can't deal oh. with the cute Tess. Where do people get material from to make clothes? Do you know, an uncle of mine um, makes fabric. So get from the cotton trees and the plants and whatever, uh, that makes string tests. And then when you put lots of the strings, thousands of them together, that makes a piece of material that you uh, then make clothes from. And my uncle in America has a company that does that, and he's now making um, masks for so that people don't get sick from COVID-19. Yeah, I'll pay that. Hmm. I'll pay that. I mean, a bit more wordy than it needed to be. That's okay. That's always uh, with me, mate. You know that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get Lexi. The day I'm concise is the day I retire. <laughs> That's very true. Lexi has asked you this one. When was the last time Dad had a shower? <laughs> Your dad, Lexi? poo <laughs> Last time he had a shower, the dinosaurs were running the world, Dale. I feel like there's a lot of dads working from home at the moment. So yeah. there will be a lot of kids asking this. Cause, I you don't know what, Dad? You don't need to burp and fart as well, okay? <laughs> you can have an own little room or outside room. There's no law in this country about popping outside to pop off, Dad. <laughs> Just saying. Well, there you go. On All right, behalf this of my one, boo, Lexi. This one throws me if yep. kids ever ask me this. So I'm going to see how you respond to All it. Right. Here we go. Where do babies come from? A variety of cases, mate. <laughs> In this case, ask your mother. <laughs> Ellie and Bex. Last week on the show, we had a really good show, Bex. Yeah. It was, it was, it was one show. Yeah, it was the Thursday before the, yeah. the long weekend. It was good. We, we were just... matching people in love and, you know, yeah. everything was upbeat and you guys were amazing. You know what? Best part of a good show is always the stories that the people from the Sunshine Coast call in with. You're so right. And that's why we loved it when we got a call from Beth from Nambour. The topic we were talking about was, you know, ideas to keep busy over the Easter long weekend because obviously life's a bit different at the moment. We've mm. got my 89-year-old grandma on to give us her tips. Oh, love Mavis. Yeah, it was great. Um, but then Beth called in with this little tip on how to keep ke- kids entertained. <laughs> kids occupied is you give them a bucket of water and a paintbrush and you get them to paint the house or the driveway and then when it dries up um then obviously they have to do another coat and um yeah so, <laughs> so hours of entertainment they paint it with water yeah and then it dries up and you're like oh it just needs another coat and i was like that is the best idea I've i ever thought heard. it was bullying no i thought honest. it was great <laughs> I thought it was great. And that then led me to tell the story about how when my little sister, who's six years younger than me, when she was growing up, I used to say to her, I used to plant in her brain, I think you should be a physio when you grow up. And she's like, yeah, okay, Ellie, maybe I'll be a physio. And I was like, but if you want to be a physio, you've got to work on your massaging skills. So I would sit back. Child labour. my little sister would massage my feet and then at the end of it, 
I'd give her 20 cents and she thought that she was rich. What does Liv do these days? She's now a nurse. So it was kind of You're not far off. She's in healthcare. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure she's massaged people as a nurse from time to time. Sure she's massaged people. Okay, not a nurse no, right. as well. Okay. Okay. She's a grown woman now. <laughs> she is indeed. Um, but, I mean, it's so easy to con kids. And if kids are listening right now, it's, yeah. like, it's like we're just giving you life skills and we're teaching you how to earn money, which is what all of us have to but do on a daily it's, basis. It's not just that, mate. Kids know it. Kids know that adults are so lazy that if they find a little racket for $2 here, $2 there, they can earn a pretty penny. Exactly. Exactly. So we thought, in fact, we thought on Thursday, you actually said this to Beth. Is it weird if we do a phone topic next week, what will your kids do for cash? <laughs> no, go for it. We got Beth's blessing. So yeah. 545-11919. What will your kids do for cash? What do you make them do? Anything from mowing the lawn to maybe you've got a little nail parlour set up because a lot of those are closed at the moment. Who knows? I mean, my old man got me to – he was a HR director for a big university Mm. and he paid me to fold 15,000 envelopes in the old days, 15,000, and put them into – 15,000 letters and put them into envelopes back in the old days. There you go. See, it's a good life skill. I mean, when was the last time you posted a letter? God, it was boring. (laughs) I know, it usually is, and that's why we offload these jobs. So give us a call, parents, or sisters, or brothers, or whatever kids you've got in your life, and what you've paid them to do. We want to hear the stories. Let's go to Sarah from Mapleton. Sarah, have you exploited a child? Can we say that? Yes, but my sibling. So I was a child as well, so it's not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, you're not going to jail for it, but it's still a good story. So what did you pay? Yeah. Was it a, a sister or a brother? Uh, a brother. Oh, and Sarah's my, my um, anonymous name. I like that. You're, you're, you're a witness, in witness protection. Tell us what you yeah. did to your little brother that involved cash. Well, the neighbours had macadamia nut trees yeah. and they would pay, two, this is going back 20, a long time, I don't want to say. They paid $2.50 for a tin, a 20 litre drum of nuts to be picked up. 20 litre? That's like so. a never fail container of nuts. Yes. So... I would get my little brother and his friends very excited to have a game of who could pick the nuts up the fastest. Uh, and then I would buy 50 cents of lollies and I would feed them the lollies and keep the two Sarah, I don't think you've got anything to worry about. I think you just uh, explained corporate greed. Yeah, you're just a CEO. <laughs> Are you a C- Did you grow up to become a CEO, Sarah? I should have been. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you're just, your brother's just a subcontractor. That's yes. fine, okay? Yes. Well done. Sorry, and do you know what? Going while we're here. <laughs> <laughs> At least you gave them something. You know, it's not like no, they left empty handed. It doesn't work oh, like no, that, okay? God, I don't know whether she's dodgy or lovely. I'm not, I just don't. No, Sarah, I'm proud of you. Now I feel bad though, because that, is that like how I collected all my housemates' um, bottles and cans and took them to containers for change no, on the weekend? No, because you did the work. Okay, all right. But, I mean, <laughs> they drank the beers. Okay. Sarah has used deception. <laughs> To pay people 20% of what she earns. Some may say brilliant. Anyhow, either way, it's a great yarn. Thank you, Sarah. Bye, guys. Amazing. I feel better now that we're not the only ones paying kids to do stuff. I love the fact that she just was so calculated. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Scrolling through news.com this morning, I saw a headline saying, Aussie accidentally smashes world record. How do you do that? Exactly. Like, what do you mean? Clicked on it and realised that uh, an aspiring Olympian, her name's Georgie Rowe, she sat down at her rowing machine on Saturday morning just for a workout. That's what a row does. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and thought, you know, I'll just have a Saturday morning workout. As it turns out, she ended up breaking the world record oh, wow. for the fastest time set by a woman for a 20K, 21K, sorry, indoor row. Unbelievable stuff. I know. Uh, so Georgie Rowe joins us now. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Okay, mate. How did you accidentally set a world record? How does that even happen? I mean, accidental is probably not the right word. but I <laughs> You had to have been um, having a crack. Oh, I was. I definitely was. And it, it wasn't easy. Like, it hurt. It hurt a lot. You know, my hamstrings after, I could barely walk. My brother was there and he just came to make sure I was okay. I was like, yeah, I just can't walk. I'm a nurse. I was working on Friday afternoon and finished my shift and I just thought, what am I going to do for training tomorrow? <laughs> like, I knew I, I knew I had to do something and we're doing this indoor interstate regatta at the moment and I knew I wanted to get some metres up for New South Wales mm. because Queensland, might I say, Hats off to you is absolutely smashing up. Yeah, but oh, we've, been, we've been one of That's the strongest strongest rowing uh, states <laughs> in quite a while since I uh, coached the uh, under 14 third quad to a third place at the Hold head of the up. river. Are you really taking credit for Queensland's indoor rowing absolutely. skills? Right absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how long are you talking here? 21 Ks? 21 Ks. So it took me an hour and 19 minutes and 20 seconds or something. Okay, so that's like 79... <gasps> Sorry, that wow. I just got physical pain thinking about that. I think I averaged a 153 per 500. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and so I was rating 23 strokes per minute. Long and but, strong, baby. Like, I'm an old surf boat rower. We, all we know is long and strong. Yeah, there's, there's no such thing as rating in a surf boat. When so, you saw your final time, did you know yeah. at that point that you'd beaten the world record or how did you find out? Yeah, I knew because I knew what um, I knew what split the mm. lady before me. I knew what split she had her average split per five hundred for the marathon was, and hers was a one fifty four, and I held a one fifty three. So, oh yeah, it was pretty goodness. Split. Did Every you have anyone year. around you cheering you on, or were you just doing? It? Did you have like uh, a virtual cox or something? Ah. No, <laughs> mate. In all seriousness, um, to, to matters less exciting and wonderful, you know. It put us in the mindset, how does it feel? So you're 27, you're clearly motivated, you're clearly training your butt off. You've won medals at the world title, so you're you're in the frame for Olympic selection. I think it's more than fair to say. And yeah. then and then COVID hits and this dream that for some athletes only happens once in a lifetime um, gets sort of taken away. How did that feel at that moment? You know, for me, it's kind of different because I've only been rowing for three years. I'm around every day a lot of girls that have been rowing for 10, 15 years. And I think for them, it, it really, really rattled them. It's almost, for me, a blessing that it's been pushed back a little bit further because it just gives me another year to get fitter, faster and stronger. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, it's difficult not being at our training centre and not having the girls around you and encouraging you and our coaches. We've got mm. such amazing support in rowing Australia. But um, it's actually kind of nice to slow down and to come home. I, I know over winter it's going to be really, really hard because it's going to get cold and a little bit miserable and a little bit lonely. But it's not such a bad thing, you know. Just I, move here, mate. It'll be 24 degrees yeah, at worst. True. <laughs> so. Oh, I've got a, one of the girls, one of my mates, just into Edmund. She's from Brisbane, and I'm sure she'd love to have a bit of company out there. Yes. <laughs> but, well, it's no, phenomenal, it's, and I just love your attitude yeah. for one. I mean, look, you know, and that's probably one of the reasons. Just you know, you're a high achiever, and you just break world records without even knowing it. I know Ellie's got a, <laughs> Ellie's got a question she wants to ask me. Yeah. Your surname was. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've I've, been, I've waited what five minutes since this conversation to say yeah. your surname is Rowe. And you're a roller. I know, I know. So I'm a little bit awkward about it because I'm like, oh, it's so, it's so um, cliche. Or you know, Lane Beachley's a surfer and Georgie Rowe the rower. I'm like, but you know what? Rock it. Why yes. not own it?
Own it, exactly. It's what you were born to be, yeah. literally. Like, it's yeah. in the stars for you. All you got to do is marry yeah. someone called uh, world record holder slash gold medalist and, and you know it'll come <laughs> yes. through. That's all you need. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, Georgie, uh, amazing effort on the rowing machine and good luck Thank you. for um, Olympic prep. We'll be watching how you go. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Ellie and Bex. 91.9, see hmm. Now, Bex, I'm glad that this time in the show has arrived because there's been something that I've been wondering <laughs> this whole day and yeah. I just feel like yeah. it's time to come clean. So uh-huh. you know that um, I'm a bit of a detective. I like to, you know, I know that you think crimes. you are. Mm, yeah. So it means I'm very observant about certain things and today I've noticed a few things about you. I'm handsome. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm giving and caring. Yes. No, I haven't noticed those things. Have you been displaying those? Because that's not been what I've noticed. But no, um, the main things that I've noticed about you is there's no like dried sweat. You know how like like when you sweat around your ears and then you can just kind of see the dried Fair sweat. Fair There's none of that there today. Yeah. Um, no, no actual sweat patches at all that I've noticed. Which what is you, a what, bit of a is first. this just where you take me to task for sweating? No, no. Um, dried sweat. Are you mad? <laughs> there's no bag full of stinky lycra. And from all this, I've deduced, my friend, that you did not ride your bike to work this morning. So step into my dungeon. <laughs> okay. First of all, I take umbrage, Your Honour, to the suggestion that I have dried sweat around my ears. <laughs> you know that every day... No, I'm saying you don't today, which is on. a weird thing. No, every day I shower in this building. So after I get to work, and I get to work... Jeez, what is it, Ellie? Do you want to call it what it is? I don't know because I'm not here. Yeah, I get, <laughs> I get to work four and a half hours before you do. Yeah, I'm self-isolating, mate, working from home. I'm, I'm isolating working. <laughs> I have a shower. And yes, you're right. I'm riding my bike in from Alex. It's not that far. It's 5Ks, but that's far enough. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool. I've been really proud of you. You've been doing a really good job of it. About 5.30 mm. every night, you go and get changed back into your light. Chris, I don't love that part because I have to see it. Um <laughs> But I don't love that part when I have to see it either. It's, it's you know, you're doing well. You're finding your 30. Um, so I just want to know what your excuse is for yeah. not exercising No, I have today. a good reason. I have a very good reason. So every day, like, you're right. Uh, what I do, this is my daily routines. I, I, I try to get up between 6 and 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll listen to our breakfast show. So the morning, uh, you know, Barrett and Heidi, uh, the moment with Shad for a couple of days and Barrett back next week, which is exciting. Good, Good plug for their show. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll just, you know, have a little bit of breakfast and get on the treadley and head straight into work. So I'm usually in here by about 9.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a shower because I'll be sweating like most hairy men and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Today I had to drive. I couldn't bring the bike. Is there something wrong with the bike? Is it broken? It's or? perfectly fine. Okay. Works just fine. I just yeah. looked at it. Was it raining or something? Maybe a bit dangerous no, out there? No, I it had raining. to because I had to bring Heidi some toilet paper. It's true and I couldn't take it on the bike because okay. Heidi's been talking for ages on and off air about the fact that she can't find bog roll anywhere. <laughs> and I saw some on the weekend and even though we've got plenty, I thought I'll do a nice thing. <laughs> Buy her some toilet paper, right? Okay. So I bought her some toilet paper and then I went to put it in my backpack. And it wouldn't fit on the bike. Well, I didn't really try. Okay. That. I didn't really try that hard. I sort of just said to myself, "Ah, oh, well, that means I can't ride today. That's fine." <laughs> that is the most convenient excuse I've ever heard in my life. Like, there are so many ways around She's, that. She needs her toilet paper. I'm sure she does. I'm sure she does. Well, um, 
I feel like we've got to open this up right now to the people of the sunny coast to see if um, anyone else has a, a, a worse excuse as to why you haven't exercised. You yet. know, look, I'll come clean. It doesn't take much to get me, talk me out of exercising, literally. <laughs> one drop of rain, one convenient excuse, someone offering a lift, in this case needing to deliver someone toilet paper. Mm-hmm. That'll get me out of it, folks. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. Give us a call right now. 545 Simple question today. Why have you not exercised? Let's go to Shannon in Sippy Downs. Shannon, why haven't you exercised today, my friend? Um, I haven't exercised today because my wedding was meant to be this weekend and it's going to be cancelled due to corona. So Yeah, so I stuff thought, it. You don't have to fit into anything. Exactly. exactly. For the next six months. No wedding dress, no exercise. <laughs> you know, I wonder if we can send you something, you know, as a wedding present. You know, maybe like, I don't know, a box of Magnums and some Maltesers or yeah, something like that. I thought you were going to say like a treadmill or like an no, elliptical or something. No, stuff that, Shannon. <laughs> Pin your ears back. You've got to ISO eat like you've never ISO eaten before. So cor- I am. It's so great. Coronavirus has been around for a while now. Does that mean that, like since the day you cancelled your wedding you haven't exercised? Yeah, fair, fair, fair well, I'll take that. Because, I, I mean, and look, I, I, we, we barely know each other, Shan, but this is my theory on it as a fellow uh, member of the Chubby Army. Um, yeah. You don't know that no, she's chubby. Oh, she said that's off air, accurate. and I quote, I didn't choose the fat life, the fat life chose me. So she's, we are spirit animals, so you, little skinny legs over there, little size eight, just move out of the conversation yeah. for a Not second. all of us can be a size eight now. Yeah, exactly. Now, Shan, here's my deal, all right? You only exercise... If you really need it for something, you don't need exactly. it anymore. I know, and we're coming into winter, so what better excuse? Hibernation, like, baby. No going to see me. <laughs> I exactly. mean, your, your fiance, we're like, you're still getting married eventually, right? So, no? Mm. Yeah, but like, what about the previous like seven years of relationship? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. True. Stop pushing your morals onto us. No, true. He agreed exactly. to marry you before the wedding thread. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Amazing, Shannon. Well, good luck with the non-wedding shred and thanks for your call. Thanks. Bye, guys. Let's move on to Janelle from Palmwoods. Janelle, uh, have you got an excuse as to why you didn't exercise today? Uh, Yes. Love you, Janelle. (laughs) Get us with it. What have you got? Uh, I never exercise because I do at least between twelve and 15,000 steps during my day at work. Well, do you know what? I'll pay that because that is a decent amount of steps. What do you do for work? Uh, Carer. Oh, and they're important steps at that, Janelle. They are. They are. I get my steps up quite easily. You know what I do? Uh, If you put put your pedometer in a Ziploc bag and then put the spin cycle on, (laughs) mate, you run a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just shake your hand up and down. That works too. <laughs> oh, amazing, Janelle. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Cheers for that. All right, let's move on to Adam in Caloundra. Adam, have you got an excuse not to exercise? Well, yeah, I haven't exercised today because, uh, well, I actually haven't exercised for the last four years, so why would I start today? <laughs> exactly. What's so good about today? What's so good about... Wednesday, the 15th of the 4th. <laughs> That's right. It's my day off. So I want to work out on my day off. I mean, like, there's, like, a couple of reasons that maybe the Heart Foundation like to espouse to us, you know, like good yeah. heart health, <laughs> like skinny waistline. No? Yeah. Uh, well, they're all good reasons. They're yeah, all yeah, me- okay. medically proven. But science has no part in this, okay? <laughs> this man, like me, is clinically a man of leisure, and that's the way it's going to stay. <laughs> that's Either way, we'll send you that fish and chips. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Thank you. Ellie and Bex. Now, a bit earlier in the show, yeah. you may have heard us um, talking about a video that's gone pretty viral today. Mm. Um, after all the panic buying that we went through last month, um, store owners around the country just getting frustrated with it. And now it's getting to the point where everyone who bought toilet paper and hand sanitizer and everything in bulk are starting to regret it and yeah. starting to want well, to not everyone, it. but some people who clearly bought it with an eye for capitalising on the misery of this situation and selling people back um, toilet paper and stuff at uh, increased rates mm. are starting to realise that, no, 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 the, the actual markets, the, the vendors, our good shops here on the sunny coast and around Australia, they're keeping up with this stuff. So uh, the reality is in this particular case, a bloke had a tonne of hand sanitizers and a tonne of uh, toilet paper and he's walked into a Drake's store. Now, Drake's one of the biggest, I think they are the biggest actually, independent um, grocers in the country uh, and he's been confronted by this man, the boss man, JP Drake, over in Adelaide. And JP, take us through what happened. Well, uh, you've got the story pretty right there. In fact, he, he called up the reception and we have one of the best receptionists in Adelaide and she called me straight away and she said, you've got to get up here and listen to this. <laughs> and then once I got up there, this guy's trying to return 150 36-pack toilet paper, 150 one-litre hand sanitizer, which is like liquid gold. Yeah. And he wants a refund on it because he, he evidently, I get out of it, that, He's clo- his eBay store has been closed down, so he's at- unable huh. to sell product on eBay because yeah. he was price gouging, I'm assuming. And he was unable to send it overseas because the government actually banded together and said you can't send hand soap, sanitizer, or toilet rolls overseas. And medical masks, all that sort of stuff, because we want to keep initially here, we've got to look after our own. I mean, that's the way it works on an island, right? Well, totally, without a doubt. And it's up to us to be making sure that our customers are better served by getting products that they want. And we all talk, and toilet paper, uh, I mean, you can imagine being in charge of a supermarket operation. I, I'm getting lots of friends coming out of the woodwork <laughs> asking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of being a drug dealer at university. <laughs> well, I mean, don't... Don't laugh. I've done deals of toilet paper in car parks. So, <laughs> so it, it is, it's got out of hand. And, like, you know, we've just had enough. Our team our team has had enough of people coming and, uh, you know, abusing the system and, and leaving not enough stock for the people that are our everyday shoppers. And the reality is we want to make sure that all of our customers at Drake, so they serve with the products that we get. We're not hiding things out the back. As soon as it comes in, it goes to shelf and... This sort of behaviour is, it's un, it's, as, as the PM said, it's un-Australian and Indeed. it needs to stop. JP, I want to ask you um, about the specific encounter with the man. He, he, yeah. he'd, he'd obviously been, he was put on the phone to you, was he? How did he... Yeah, put on the phone. Yeah, what and, happened? Uh, uh, he put on the phone and he, was, he wasn't very sheepish, actually, to be honest, was pretty yeah. upfront. He, he claimed he had at least 20 people or so that went around to Drake stores all through South Australia <sighs> and they had got receipts because at the time you're only allowed to buy one, one toilet paper and one hand sanitizer. Yeah. Oh. So he had 150 receipts saying, well, I've got my receipts. And I, I was I was pretty angry by that stage, to be honest. And I, I might not have been thinking very clearly, but I was very sure in my mind, no, 
you're the problem. Yeah. You're, you're part of the reason why we have a panic of not having enough stock for people that live in this country and uh, Australians wanting product of my regular customers. And it really pissed me off, to say the least. And if anyone's seen the YouTube clip... Yeah, you uh, give him the, the finger, but what did you actually say you're... to him? I mean, within yeah. the with, I, I with keep broad... it clean for radio. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I said no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking it back. We're not accepting any refunds on any of those on, on sanitizer and pa- and paper towel and toilet paper. We're not receiving any refunds at all. But the thing that he ends up with, he ends up trying to give me a thirty percent discount. <laughs> On what he paid for the product. <laughs> I mean, he's a businessman. I feel like this man, if he oh. if he concentrates his business mind elsewhere, he might do quite well for himself. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's that fine line between criminal mastermind. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. And CEO. Don't prey on <laughs> the vulnerable. JP Drake, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot for having me, and uh, stay sane. Thank oh, you. Oh, hey, JP. Before we go, super yep. quick. Do you know the Ice King of Adelaide? The guy from Maps. Ice King. I figure because you, you're running your family is it ben business. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was talking about the guy from Maps. I just knew, thought you guys would know each other. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, two uh, rich guys oh from my Adelaide. God. I can't. I've been watching. I, I, I was addicted to Maps, and it was my wife making me do it. I'm, I'm saying that. <laughs> I went past his house the other day. No, I don't personally know him. Uh, I'm sure I'll run into him somewhere, yeah. maybe well, in a car park in Adelaide. Exactly. Sure, sure your stores do need some uh, refreshing ice in their cabinets. <laughs> There'll be discussions had. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. 91.9 CFM, Ellie and Vex driving you home. And I feel like Taylor, the message she's giving us there, is not quite accurate for the segment we're no. about to do. No, you need to do the exact opposite yes. <laughs> of, of calming down for this to work. Yes, we need you to fire up because you get halfway through the week. In this instance, it's a mm. short week. Mm. So maybe we'll struggle for calls a bit because the tension hasn't built up as much. Or maybe you being stuck home over the four days of the long weekend meant that the tension built up even more. I, I don't know. I reckon there's plenty of things because all you need to do now is think about something that's giving you the you-know-whats. you got to give us a call on 545-11919. you get 20 seconds. You just spew out the venom into the bucket and then you let it go. Exactly. It's cathartic. Really? Yes. I feel like I've been the most whingy I've ever been in my whole life in you the have, last three weeks. You're on the off air. You never bring it to Wednesdays. Yeah, true. But that's okay. Sometimes I do. I think I had a, a whinge last week about chicken twisties <laughs> yeah. or something. That, being, that, you know, that, like I definitely that do. Doesn't, that doesn't really work. <laughs> that doesn't really work at all. All right. I got one for you. want to have a crack? All right. Yeah. I'll start the 20-second timer. Here we go. Three, two, one. Whinge away. You know, today I was uh, doing something I haven't done in a long, long time, driving my car. A lot of people won't know, but I I bought a reasonable car that I like, saved forever in it, and I finally go for a drive in it, and I haven't done this in ages, and I park it back at work and notice that some dingbat has hit it with a trolley. Oh! For crying out loud, this is my pride and joy, (laughs) you peanut! Dingbat is a word I haven't heard in a very, very, very long time. Because I can't say F-wit with the kids listening, <laughs> essentially. Dingbat. No, it's just things great. like that, right? Because I get it, okay? Lucky to have a car, lucky to have a job. But I saved for a long, long time to buy something nice. It's not even that expensive. It's just mine. Mm. It's my little thing. And some idiot has hit it just below the real left window. Is it going to be an expensive fix? I don't know. 
Sorry. I don't even want oh, sorry. to. Sorry, actually, what am I doing? Why am I asking more questions? You've got it off your chest yeah, now. Exactly. You are we done. are done. So here's the thing, right? If there is something that's annoying you, from COVID to fellow co-workers to someone dinging your car to some weird rule change, whatever that is, maybe it's your internet. 545 double one. Nine one nine. Only don't call if you've got nothing to complain about. Yeah, you've you got to feel 20 seconds. <laughs> give us a call. Hopefully the phones work enough for us to get Johnny Boy from Budrum on. Hello, John. Hey, how are you doing? Good, bud. Yeah, I'm good too. Thank you, uh, John. Oh, boy. I don't you get in the way of mine and John's blossoming love story, please, Bex, All right. okay? There's only one thing that will, and that is a 20-second wind. John, you know the deal. You're going to get the countdown, and then at the end you've got to let it go, all right? Let's let's roll. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, wind away. Okay, so we're living in a strange world right now. We're all doing our bit to, uh, to stay inside and keep isolated, but the people across the road from my house don't seem to get it. Yes, they've got three free barbecues you can use, but they still congregate in groups. What's the deal? I mean, we're all being told we can't do it, but some people don't think that the virus affects them. It really annoys me because I'd like a free barbecue, but I can't go across and have one. Yes! I'm doing one go, go, go! I know, Ellie, I know that adding on to people's winches is illegal under our rules. But i got to say, John, I feel the same way about my (laughs) neighbours. I mean, I'd love to party. I'd love to party. I just love, I just don't think John took a breath there. Like, good effort, John. You really made the most of your 20 seconds, I tell you what. I don't get this platform very often, so thanks, guys. You didn't get to what? I don't get this platform very often. No, that's, do you know what? We do offer a service for the people here in the Sunshine Coast, and I'm glad that you appreciate that. Cheap (laughs) counselling. From John, we'll go to James from Majimba. Hello, Jim from Majimba. How are you? All right, guys. How you doing? Oh, you, I can hear it in your voice. You, you're a beaten man. Aren't yeah, you? exactly. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's just get straight to it and get this timer on for you, James. Swinjoy. Okay. So my missus has been working from home while I've still been having to go to work, and really excited to come home yesterday to have the last Easter egg from our stash, and she bloody ate it. <laughs> oh, she did not. Name that scoundrel. Melissa. Melissa! <laughs> <laughs> James, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's tough, man. That's yeah. tough to have to live with. I was so excited for it, guys. I know, as you should be, as you should be. But, I, you know, well, I've got some chocolate at my house. I've got a big bunny that Stop gave hitting me. on I the know. callers. <laughs> Every bloke that calls yes. lately... There's been you, you, now you're trying to entice the poor bloke who's clearly no, in a relationship that's I, going fine, bar one Easter egg. You're trying to entice him to your house yeah, during a I, time of social unrest. Because guess what? I've got two Easter eggs. Boom. Oh god. Okay, that actually. So you'd invite him over. That to did not sound good. Sort out your eggs, okay, James. Good. I apologize. Okay, I promise you. I'm, I'm just making fun let of him, the let radio. Let him go. Let okay. him go. Let <laughs> him go. Ellie and Bex. One thing that um, we're struggling to do in a professional sense at the moment is get physical because yeah. sports left, right, and centre called off and have been for a few weeks now, including the NRL. Which yeah, it's been really tough for everyone here and certainly everyone in New South Wales. But there's been big moves, obviously, to start some sort of a hybrid comp- a competition, something that, where they sort of compress. You know, the rounds and they have it in one location and they thought about moving it into rural Queensland and they thought about moving it over to the islands. And then over the last week, um, there was a clear blow up from Channel 9 towards the NRL about their financial situation and the NRL have pretty much hit back. And now there's been talks yesterday that everyone's saying on the outside went well, but the whispers are that there's change in league land. And frankly, 
if you've got a headache by the end of that long-winded sentence by me, then you're probably like every league fan in the country, Ellie. I had a migraine earlier today and I've got more <laughs> of a headache from listening to that sentence. Back. <laughs> well, that's why I, I needed to get on someone who can make sense of this and also talk a little bit more about local league and when our boys are coming back. So the CEO of the Sunshine Coast Falcons, Chris Flano Flannery, joins us. Hello, Flano. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. How are we going? Oh, we're good, bud. How are you guys going, firstly, at the Falcons? Yeah, look, we're, we're surviving. Uh, yeah, obviously pretty uh, tough to take having our season cancelled a, a few weeks ago. And, yeah, obviously with that talk about the NRL return, you know, it probably makes it even a little bit tougher for our, our players and staff to to fathom that the NRL might be coming back, but our, our uh, competition isn't. So, yeah. yeah, look, it's tough times for everyone at the moment. I uh, heard a story from an unnamed player or source from an unnamed wag. I should say um, that the boys got, I think, their their uh, swimming trunks, their speedos, with the yeah. Falcons. They got them in the last week. Would that be correct? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, correct. And, and yeah, the, 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 this particular player came back and was a little bit sort of, a little bit sad for want of a better word that he couldn't share it with the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's been that's been the toughest part about this whole thing. You know, we haven't been able to get together as a group and all uh, and, and all talk about you know um, how we're going to move forward. It's uh, yeah. you know everyone's just having to do it. Obviously, FaceTiming and phones and texts and everything. But yeah, usually when you know a bit of a crisis hits, we all get together and talk about it. But yeah, that's yeah. the toughest thing, just, just not being able to get together as a group. Just an idea on ways that like you guys could connect. If you want, you could take mm. photos of the boys in their budgie smugglers and put it on the Sunshine Coast Falcon. <laughs> Instagram? I don't know, like just a thought. CFM? Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they wouldn't mind that. So, okay. yeah, I might have a chat to them. We'll, uh, Objectifying the, the boys there. <laughs> but we're all. happy to do it. We're happy to do it. Happy to do it. <laughs> and look, really tough for, for people, no doubt, uh, Flano as well, that grow up in a team environment. Most of these lads have got the structure in their life from having a coach, from having teammates, from having objectives week in, week out. They don't work from home. They don't, you know, they're not separatists. In a lot of ways, it's yeah. so pretty full on for them. Oh, it is. Yeah, look, I'm sure they're they're driving their partners crazy at the moment. Most of our boys, they're all uh, obviously very active and uh, yeah, don't like sitting around. But they're yeah, just that, sitting there in the budgie smugglers, <laughs> <laughs> sending selfies <laughs> to Ellie. Good weather for it. You <laughs> yeah, know, you can't right. complain about that. I actually don't mind that campaign. Let's put that one just to the side for the time being. But Flano, obviously, you're a decorated NRL player, uh, a Queensland Origin legend as well. Um, at the moment, what the hell is going on with the game? Like if, if, if I just, I know we can't do this right now, but if I just landed from Canada or somewhere and went, g'day, mate, geez, can't wait to watch the footy, what's going on? What would you say to someone right now about the national competition? Yeah, but I think your long sentence before, I think that really summed up things, you know, it's just we're hearing so many different versions of what's going to happen and what could happen, you know, it's just driving everyone crazy. So, uh, yeah, look, there's, I don't think we've really got an answer in which way it's going and obviously, you know, we're hearing the things that talks are going well, but, you know, in, just from, from my point of view, I really just can't see how the game can be up and running in another month or so. With, it's a lot to know, do. We're all still... Yeah, we're all still in isolation and, you know, then they're talking about having players go out on the field and tackle each other and play, you know, play footy against each other. It's just a a crazy thing. I just don't know why the NRL's come out um, and set, you know, really set a date and not really consulted Channel 9 or Fox Tell or any of their stakeholders in in the game. Well, see, this is where I reckon there's more to it. I reckon a lot of that is, is, is to a degree potentially gamesmanship around... Uh, you know the deals that are the, the the broadcast deals, all that sort of stuff, and that's just my opinion. Yeah. It's unqualified, yeah. and it's 
It's based on whispers, uh, but that's yep. it is our game. It's the people's game. We keep saying that, and we want it back, but not rush back because the reality is, if you don't have players, you don't have a product. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, I, you know, I think obviously, you know, the game needs the money. I think we all understand that. You know, the sooner they can get on the field, and the the, the money uh, tap gets turned on again. But you know, obviously, we uh, want all the players to be safe, and uh, that's the the main thing at the moment. But um, yeah, that, I think the most disappointing thing about the whole thing, and you know, it's been well documented about how the game's been spending its money in the years previous to this. And um, you know, we we should be able to get through this. All of us, you know, the, the state leagues in both states have been cancelled, and obviously the NRL's cancelled at the moment. But we should have the funds to get through at least six to 12 months of, of, of something like this with all the money that's coming to the game. So that's the biggest um, shame yeah. out of all of it. Certainly not the only business that'll go up on the hoist as a result of this, Ellie. Yeah, not at all. Good. That's a good positive way to think, Flanner. I like that. We'll get there. We'll <laughs> get through to play. it together. What about Legends League? What about you and you, know, <laughs> you and Craig Wing going head to head and, and Steve <laughs> Menzies, you know, the beaver will throw him there. Yeah, we might, might be able to start that up. Yeah, that would be, uh, I don't know if, be good, wouldn't it? A few of those blokes <laughs> would be in the high-risk category, though, with their age and that. So. <laughs> <laughs> we kid, we kid. Flano from the Falcons. What? You'll fly high in 2021 and CFM will be there all, every step of the way. And we're waiting for those budgie smuggler uh, picks, bud. So, yeah, yeah. Just, no, I just no, checked your, your Instagram. There's none up yet, okay? So There's just, none there. I'll, no. I'll get on to them. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much, Flano. <laughs> Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.